welcome to the bell. Hope you're doing well. Just kidding. Welcome to Clover Club. You're probably wondering why I just said that. And I have a little update since our last episode, which I know you all listened to. The morning after I recorded with Champ and Heath, I got a fateful text message from Champ of a link to a vintage Taco Bell table. <laughs> <laughs> my guest Mandy is here and she's already chuckling I'm like I'm gonna do this little intro um it's like impossible to not laugh at <laughs> but he sent me this link to this table jokingly saying new podcast table question mark and I was like lol but I couldn't stop thinking about it and an hour later I was like send me that fucking link and then the next morning three hot tattooed dudes helped me move this table upstairs and now Mandy is my first guest sitting at it and if the name Mandy sounds familiar it's because I mentioned her at the beginning of an earlier episode she is my favorite skin guru and uh, Mandy's here to talk all things Taco Bell and (laughs) anti-aging so hi Mandy the worst two things you could ever put together ever like how much heart disease started oh that's a good question right I can't I'd say it's worth it it's so nice like we they really don't make things like this anymore this is wood it's comfortable it's it's uh, shockingly comfortable right it is it's actually beautiful yeah tacky 1970s (laughs) (laughs) I bet relationships started at this table oh my god I bet people sat at this table who are dead now oh absolutely (laughs) from Taco Bell (laughs) and just because it's old Statistically speaking, that is correct. (laughs) It's funny. Mandy sent me a message on Instagram, like, as I was posting about this table acquisition. And she's like, are you telling me I could be the first guest to sit at this table? And I was like, I'm really glad that you appreciate how important that is. Yes. Yes, you are. (laughs) Did you clean it? Uh, Yeah. I mean, mean, as much as I could. Of course you did. Yeah. I I gave it a nice little wipe down. I have not eaten Taco Bell at it yet, but I have plans to. I'm going to drink a bottle of champagne and get a bunch of Taco Bell with my best friends and break it in as God intended. It is gorgeous. It's perfectly worn in as it should be. Yes. Pre-loved. <laughs> I love it. Well, Mandy, thank you so, 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 so much for coming to Clover Club. Thank you for having me. Um, I did a little like teaser poll on our Instagram and this is, you know, if you don't follow us on Instagram, you should, because leading up to episodes with experts, I like to do a Q&A so that then I can take your questions to the expert. And so I've done that with Mandy. So in a bit, we're going to get into that. But just a little FYI, follow us at Clover Club Pod. Mandy, how's your day going? Like, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. This is the first podcast I've ever been interviewed <gasps> on. Oh, my God. Which I love, because I speak at conferences, and I go to trade shows, and I'm in the treatment room, and I'm always doing consultations and procedures, but I love talking about this, because I I was surprised you asked me to be on here. Really? Even though you know how what my stance is on anti-aging, and how I feel about it being an oxymoron, and yes. how what society has done to women and the unrealistic standards with aging and expectations put on us and how it's like a big deal when you see some celebrity like she's so brave she's aging naturally I'm like why is that brave it's not brave and it's really <laughs> annoying and that's actually why I wanted you to come on because your mindset about this is in alignment with mine I think was it this weekend is it I think Pamela Anderson went to fashion week with like no makeup and everyone's like oh my god she is so brave and I'm like is she I mean is that really even worth like commenting on you know 
I agree. And Alicia Keys got the same thing. Yes, and exactly. So, side note, I have interviewed Alicia Keys a long time ago. I oh was a VJ on MTV. This Wait, is long- <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> long time ago. And she... <laughs> I love that you don't what? know much about me. I don't. This is why I love this podcast. That is... Okay, go on. You want to back up? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the reason I was on MTV... I can't believe I'm telling you this. The first me. podcast I've Tell ever me. been on. Yes. I was on the first Temptation Island a long time ago on Fox. What? Like the original... Like, I, so, I love that you don't know this. This I makes my day and I never talk about this. Oh, this is, please talk all you want. This is awesome. <laughs> well, the person I was on there with, I was dating at the time that we were on there, we were a cast into the limelight. I think it was also because we just didn't care about being on TV. Okay. And everyone else did, so I think that's why they shine a little bit on us. Yeah. And ended up on, like, Howard Stern and TRL <laughs> and Leno and, like, shoved on all this, not having done much entertainment at all. I was just getting into the music industry, actually. wasn't even doing aesthetics. I was 22 years old. I'm 45 now. God. And it was crazy. <laughs> so one of the interviews was with Carson Daly on MTV. And when I got off, they asked me if I wanted to be a VJ. And I swear I got asked to do it because I genuinely did not care about being on television. Yeah. So that's why I ended up being in... In Key West, living there for three months, doing oh MTV, <laughs> MTV, like um, spring Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like their spring break, but it was more like it was MTV Summer in the Keys. And I, okay, I did I co-hosted a show with Carmen Electra, what? and what's really funny is that I'm from Atlanta. So going down to Key West in the middle of the summer wasn't that big of a deal, but it was so hot, and all these other VJs that were down there, including Carson and a few other people, were not used to that kind of heat and working in that kind of heat. Yeah. But it didn't bother me. Yeah. So I ended up getting to host TRL and do other things with, like, Brian McFadden and a few other what? VJs. It was, it was, oh, my gosh. Wait, it was Brian so McFadden, like Tom Wamsgans. Who's Tom Wamsgans? Wait. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. This is very important. <laughs> Brian McFadden. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you just lost all of your listeners. <laughs> so uh, Matthew Brian- McFadden is who I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, got you. But, okay. But Brian was the one. And then um, Dave Holmes, who was amazing. Oh and so God. I, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. Like Mandy Moore was down there. And that, like, that's how long ago this was. This is when NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and Good Charlotte, like all the, like it was, it was, it was a trip. It's like during, right in the middle of this pop centric. So Alicia Keys was down. She was the nicest guest that I'm I interviewed. Sure. So when this, this ties back around to, we're talking about not wearing any makeup. It, it doesn't need to tie around. I this remember so when entertaining. she, <laughs> You warned me this is how your podcast goes. Yeah, I can't believe we led with this. I never tell anybody this. I'm so glad. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Alicia, look what you did. So, but she was so cool. So as, even though I was doing music, I had gone to college for opera and I was crossing over into jazz and all that good stuff. So for me, I was kind of an asshole as an interviewer. First of all, I didn't know how to do it. And I I wanted to test to see if people could really sing live. And so I did it to everybody. I did it to Usher. I did (gasps) it to, oh, there were so many hip hop. And I did it to Usher, did it to, anyways, Alicia Keys. And so she's, some people would be like, oh, we'll do this after the break. And they wanted to warm up. And she she just went, so her song Fallen Mm -hmm. had come out. And she just like broke into it like, I keep on falling. It was awesome. It was fucking awesome. What was your test? Like sing right now and make it good? I was like, like, hey, would you sing for us? And and every time the producers would look at me like, Mandy, stop it. (laughs) Because they knew what I was doing. I'm like, let's just see if they're legit or if they just had a really good record label. Yeah. So anyways, she was so cool. And so afterward, we were in the green room and I said hey congrats on everything that you're doing you're amazing and she was the nicest celebrity and she, her celebrity 
um, just that lifestyle was very new to her, and she was so yeah. humble. She's like, congrats to you, too. She's like, I followed your journey, too. And I'm like, what? Oh, my <laughs> My God. little, like, reality <laughs> show. Like, like, I, like, tripped over myself and ended up on a VJ and MTV. Anyways, I was not very good at this job. And after three months, I was like, oh. And not, oh and not they, like, re-signed your contract. I just, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. And I was, I wasn't into it. But Honestly, it was. Honestly, like, three months of that sounds perfect. <laughs> it was good. It was fun. It was just like, but everybody, everybody was cool. I'm telling you this because she was so, even though she was very young too but she mm. was just so beautiful without any makeup on and just seeing her do that later on in life she's and she, I don't I think she felt the same way she doesn't see it as brave she's like this is my face this is my fucking face yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she understands her responsibility as a celebrity yes. as a woman as mom yeah um to be like this is okay to show your face absolutely I have a question I don't know if you know this but is part of her no makeup thing does she also not do any skin treatments or injectables or anything like that is her whole thing it's completely natural or is she just no makeup that's a good question I haven't talked to her in a long time. <laughs> Can you call her and ask? <laughs> she doesn't look like she's had anything done. She looks very natural. And a lot of times, uh, just people with darker skin have usually oilier skin. That's not always mm-hmm. the case. And so they don't age as much as you and I age. For the month of October, I'm doing kind of my spin on scary things. Okay. And so this episode is going to start that because people are so scared of aging and of showing their faces. So I was like, ooh, this is a, a great way to kick off. Yes. <laughs> it's funny that we're talking about that in particular. I, there, I just remembered that Charlize Theron, there's a great interview when she was on Oprah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to quote this, uh, but you can find it on YouTube or somewhere. Okay. And she was talking about how her unrealistic beauty standards of people, and she's gorgeous. She used to be a model before she was an actress. Yeah. Um, but she was talking about her mother was in the audience. She said, she said something like, if my mom starts getting too much Botox or too much filler or gets a facelift or any of these things. By the way, listeners, I'm not opposed to any of that, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, that she goes, it's like erasing the photo album. And so, but then I was like, oh, and it hit me. And I've, I, this was years ago. And I, right when you showed me this table and you were looking at all these little scratches, like maybe like a little five-year-old, like dug her fingernails in there because she was nervous for some little recital that she just did. Or maybe Aww. that this was from moving around. Like who knows where all these little scratches on this table come from. I hope you it's never they touch it up. Story. They all have a story. And so when, it's funny, I have this patient that comes to me and she is stunning. And she, I don't know who hurt her when she was younger about and what she's chasing, but we'll fix one concern, quote unquote, fix. And yeah. her, I, don't, I never know when people are going to be happy with results, like how far along. Sure. So, because um, people with good results, it's always relative to that person. Right. So, but she's so focused on these baby lines or her, on her, you know, marionettes, the yeah. nasal labial folds, like baby lines. I'm like, oh, you mean the ones you got from smiling? Yeah, <laughs> from your face moving. From your face moving. <laughs> and she's like, Mandy, come on. I'm like, I think you need a therapist. I know her really well For in order sure. to say that or that'd be really inappropriate. But yeah. um, sometimes people just need a hug. Yes. And that is a really hard part of my job. People will walk in and see me and they'll say, okay, what do you think I need? I'm like, bitch, <laughs> a hug. Yeah, a hug and a, a glass good of wine. Yeah, and yes. walk in the, put your, do some earthing, put your feet in the grass, and let's yes. figure out. <laughs> I think that's a really nice thing with your setup because you're one on one with your patients, and mm-hmm. I'm also one on one most of the time with my guests, and it allows for way deeper level of connection and conversation. But mm. once you've established that relationship with people and you start to realize like, oh, the issue isn't your hair color. The issue is the weight of all of your insecurities that you're placing on your hair color or your haircut or your skin or whatever. And I do think 
you're right, you have to read your your client. But I think people need people like us to be like, hey, that thing you just said about yourself is not okay. Like, I I don't want to hear you talk about yourself that way. Let's talk about what we can do to kind of, you know, lift that self-esteem. Because what the fuck? (laughs) Most patients numb for the procedures that I do. I do all medical Mm. aesthetics treatments. So most people are are numbing. And I have those, I have said this so many, I probably say this once a week. And I'll be walking out because they just get to relax and chill vibe out. Yeah. And before I leave the room, I say, I want you to say in your head something nice about yourself. I love that. And um, I'll, they'll just laugh at me. I'm like, say it right now in your head. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, all right. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it makes them realize, and I have a sign, you might have seen it hanging in my room. And it says something like, hey, gorgeous, in this room, we don't believe in anti-aging because it's an oxymoron. In this yeah. room, we believe in healthy aging because yes. aging is a privilege denied to many. That last little line, yes. aging is a privilege denied to many, is from Mark Twain. Oh, and it's just so beautiful because it, it's so true. I once sang, when I was singing jazz in L.A., I will never forget this funeral. This man, it was a gay man, uh-huh. put in, this is so fabulous, he put in his will that he wanted on the, the penthouse suite of the Waldorf Astoria. <laughs> they rented it out and they wanted a redhead, I had red hair at the time, they wanted a redhead and a flowery dress sitting on top of a white grand piano singing show tunes. Oh my gosh. And my agent found out about this and they hired me because I had long wavy red hair. Oh wow. And they're like, can you do all that? I had to learn some show tunes. I just do what did traditional jazz at the time. And yeah. I sat on this table and what was First of all, it was really cool to do, but for, first of all, everybody walking in and thought like, oh my God, this is so inappropriate. I'm like, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. I'm sorry your friend is dead, you know? And all these Remix. women. And all these women are looking at me like, who's this bitch? Oh my God. But was so crazy about it. It was like, so I didn't do aesthetics when I lived in LA. I did music full time. Okay. And... I was just looking at all these women who are in their 70s and 80s. You've never seen Nip Tuck like you have in L.A., oh, um, especially Beverly Hills and Bel Air. And, it is, it, and I, everything was just so preserved. These women, you could tell by their hands really how old they were. And mm-hmm. more people are doing hand treatments because of that now. Yep. <laughs> the hands and the neck. Paying my mortgage. Thanks, ladies. But it's, it was wild to just see. I'm like, what? What are y'all doing? Yeah. And it was just, it, but, but here's the thing. I know I'm sounding real judgy right now. No. But if that makes them happy and that, that that's, they don't, they almost don't even know any better. Right. Of like the, the keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses faces yeah. kind of thing. And so, but it, my responsibility, what I have chosen to do with my career is when someone comes to me and they're like, okay, I want to get microneedling or laser treatment or all these things because I don't want to get Botox and filler. I'm like, hold on a minute. And they know that I don't have Botox and filler. Yeah. But I'm like, I go, but I work at it. I massage my face at home. We'll get into all these things that people can do later in this talk. But I go, I work at it. I go, I can't fix all these things for you because if you're not going to wear sunscreen, if you're not going to massage your face, if you're not going to drink half your body weight in ounces, Mm -hmm. if you're not going to eat, 0.7 0.7 grams for every pound you are of protein. Oh, wow. <laughs> if you're not going to take a vitamin C supplement, which is what builds collagen. Yeah. Uh, it's just if you're not going to do those things, then I... And also, if people say people want to come to me for microneedling because they have a bunch of bunch of lines that they want to fix. They have super, like, super expressive faces. I'm working a lot of teachers who mm-hmm. just are like, listen, I don't want to get Botox because I still want to be expressive, but I don't want fine lines either. I'm like, well, that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> we got to meet in the middle somewhere. Like wanting a car with no wheels. Yes. <laughs> And that's when I'm like, you need both. Yeah. Or let's just let's just start over with expectations. I met yesterday with a woman who drove here from Macon. Okay. 
And she had a lot of hyperpigmentation. That was her main thing, just hyperpigmentation. And I told her, she's like, I just want to, and I thought, I was like, oh, I need to remember to tell, tell Erica this in her podcast. Yeah. And she said, I just want to put on a tinted moisturizer. She's in her 70s. Okay. Tinted moisturizer every morning, a little mascara, lipstick go out the door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know that she has a little melasma too. You know that okay. melasma and hyperpigmentation, you never like fully get rid of it. You manage it for life. And she was like, what? And she started crying. Aww. And it broke my heart. She's like, no one's ever told me this. And I just, I, I totally broke her heart just yeah. by delivering information. But that's my job job and that is every medical aesthetics in every aesthetics provider's job is to just be honest yes instead of just being like oh if I tell them this like we'll get rid of it eventually they'll just keep giving me money and it's just mm-hmm. not fair mm-hmm. so for me what I've chosen my job to be yes. is to reset people's expectations yes and I and I said educate yes I go and I said we can do all this stuff this is what you have to do year-round to manage it I was like, let's talk about a really good concealer. She's like, what? Like the last <laughs> thing you'd expect to talk to a medical esthetician about. Yeah. But it's true. It's just like, and also just being like, hey, you look beautiful. What else can we do at home? Are you using a good tretinoin? Let's stop, let's mm. stop using a retinol. Let's, use, let's cross over to tretinoin. Yeah. Stuff like that. And it's just like that. It's hard. There's so much. <laughs> it is hard. There's so much <laughs> conflicting information out there that you need somebody that can be your kind of one go-to source that you trust. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's you. Aww, and I... <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I, I met Mandy almost... Well, yesterday was a year ago to the date. And I... Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. But I went in to see Mandy. I, I'm in my mid-30s. It wasn't from necessarily an anti-aging perspective, but I just had never had good skin. Like Mm -hmm. I had had lots of acne issues when I was younger and I just knew I'd never really done anything to my face. I had just started getting a little Botox, but like my face was like raw. And I was like, I know I've got acne scarring. It's like texture issues and stuff like that, but it wasn't, I'm terrified of getting old, fix my face, but it was, how do I make my skin look it's best right now. And Mandy, Mm -hmm. you were such a godsend with information. And like, we came up with a plan and we did this wild treatment and you fried (laughs) off my top 14 layers of skin. (laughs) And now I look great. (laughs) I have told so many people about you that you just, you went into medical aesthetics. I don't count like Botox fillers medical. I mean, like medical, like a treatment. Yeah. That, that, because like those, I consider those injectables. Yeah. Um, but you went, you went like to the that and like a CO two laser, the most aggressive things that you can do because it is ablative. And listeners, like ablative means like removing the skin yeah. with with something that's a thermal injury. So you're like mm-hmm. ablating the skin so there's scabs left over. And if you've seen Erica's picture, she's just literally one big scab. Yeah. So many people. <laughs> oh, so many people want to do that during this time. You're like, can I do this around Halloween so I look crazy? It's just carnage. But it's some the fact that you went. <laughs> To that extreme, most people want to dip their toe in it. Yeah, not not, me. not you, not me. And now that I know you better, it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, why dilly dally? Let's just fucking do this. Yes. Um, but I think that a lot of people said to me when I did that, "Oh, you're crazy. You look great. You're so young." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Bitch, I'm not doing this because I think I'm old. Like, I know I look good, but I'm like, if I look this good without help, imagine what I would look like if I had my face right off." And so that's the craziest thing I've ever done. Um, with my face. It looks so good, though. It, <laughs> it looks, looks so good. So good. Also, because that, oh, the procedure she's talking about, you guys, is called, it's the plasma pen. I know a lot of people have heard about it. The the, the procedure that she got, she didn't just get the pointillism, which are those, the dot pattern that a lot of you have seen online. She also got resurfacing, which that's more for texture. And it looks like a bunch of cat scratches in different directions. And that yeah. looks worse. Yeah. But it is awesome. It it's is so, so cool. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. You inspired so much confidence in me, Mandy, that I didn't really even think through, like, actually 
how intense what I was doing was. Like I knew I knew it was a serious thing, mm-hmm. but I was like, ah, I mean, sounds like what I need to do. And the 24 hours afterwards, I was like, holy fuck. I look like <laughs> I have been mauled by a bunch of ocelots. Like I was not prepared for how intense this is, but it was so worth it. I mean, I would do it again. There's so much swelling too. And that that is yeah. the hardest part to talk people off a cliff. Like, should I go to the hospital? I have had one lady a long time ago. It wasn't from that. It's from a laser treatment. I used to work for two plastic surgeons and I did this um, really intense laser treatment on her. And she was in her late 70s, and she just, you know, puffed up like a balloon. Yeah. And had she, I always give people my personal cell. I'm like, I want you to call me at 3 in the morning if your eyes are swollen shut. Yeah. I was like, should you take it? Because I want the inflammation. Right. There's so many things about, hey, get this treatment, and we'll give you this mask or this LED thing to bring down the inflammation. I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah, You want important. that inflammation for a few days, all those yummy growth factors going there. I want your eyes to swell shut. Yeah. I tell people, I want you to look in the mirror and be like, ah. when you are freaked out, and be like, hell yeah, I'm going to have some great results. Do yes. not take that ibuprofen if you don't need it for medical reasons. I have to say that for legal reasons. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's important to know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't do anything to bring the inflammation down. It's like whenever you like, if you're like a hurt your knee, you just need to elevate it. Don't ice it right away. You need those growth factors running there to you know to repair. You taught me that, like and little I did, worker bees. Like not what people teach you in health class and stuff. So I thought that no. was such an interesting little piece of information. Yep. Yeah. I have three siblings and my mom, ten grandkids, and so I've told Damn. all of them this. Like, do not ice it. I'm like, unless they just need it for that comfort. Yeah, or yeah, just, yeah. Like, just do something cool. Yeah. So it'll heal so much faster. But chronic inflammation, that's the inflammation. That's bad. Yes. So I had a lady who went to the ER in her late 70s from laser treatment because she's like, and so she came in a couple weeks later and um, the doctor's like, hey, so-and-so wants you to, to talk to you. And they already knew that it was, that she just didn't know better. Yeah. She's like, you burn me. I'm like, damn right, I burn you. You <laughs> paid me to do you it. You paid me to do it. Yeah, Thank you're you. welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, some people don't read the, the pre and post instructions. That's okay. I read them, but I, it, didn't, it didn't sink in, I don't know, the intensity of it, but I don't care. <laughs> I love it when people come and they sit in the chair and they're like, so what are we doing? And I'm yeah. laughing. I'm like, wait <laughs> oh, a minute. No. What I'm doing has like 14 days downtime. What do you mean? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> I had a client just the other day. She got some peel and she walked in and her face was all shiny and she's like, I just got this face thing done. I didn't read the directions. I'm not supposed to get my hair done for 72 hours, but here I am. I didn't want to cancel my appointment. So can you like not get hair color or water on my face? And I was like, well, yeah, that's always the goal. But like she came in with the peel on. Well, I, th- I think it was just the post. I don't know, whatever <gasps> yeah. comes on, whatever they put on the face after the peel. Okay. Um, but it is funny. It's just like people are like, oh, like, yeah, I'll do this thing. Like sure. people <laughs> always would. People always want to come to both of us back to back. They want to get yeah. their hair done and face done. So yeah. some people will go beauty. Well, they'll be going to get like microneedling. Microneedling is the number one medical aesthetics treatment it's in the so world good. for a good reason because it's easy downtime. Mm-hmm. It's not even much downtime. All people are just a little bit red. Yeah. And then it can be done on all skin types year round. It can be done on acne. It can be done on rosacea. It can be good. You just don't want to do it over cancer. But, it, can be done, but it's, it takes all the boxes except the only thing it doesn't do is tighten. If you look on mm-hmm. WebMD, which is terrible, <laughs> <laughs> it says it produces collagen and elastin. Friends, it does not produce elastin. You need a thermal injury for that. Anywho. You heard it here first. I squirrel a lot. I'll always come back. Anywho, <laughs> I have people that come back to uh, do microneedling. They're like, I'm going to get my hair done. I'm like, are you getting highlights? Yeah. <laughs> like, you can put bleach by, like, it's a thousand micro wounds a second. Yeah. Face, neck, and decollete is about... I use Rejuvapen. It's a, with the speed I use, about 850,000 little micro wounds. And like you're going to put... I love it. <laughs> you're going to put toner and all those things like on around, right Oof. around your, your hairline. You will set them on. You probably get hyperpigmentation from it. That's bad. Anyways, yeah. yeah Don't do those bad. things back to back. Yeah. <laughs> Give yourself a little... Yeah. Well, one thing for each day. Yeah. Keep it simple. But even... I, I sometimes... I actually should, now that you say that, put in my consent form 
have you just had your hair done? Because I can't do a chemical peel on someone who's had a chemical. Oh, I'm so glad we're talking about this. Yeah. Because that hair color still is oxidizing for like 20, like that's, that makes sense that that would be really bad. I've never seen that in a consent form. Someone could get hyperpigmentation and sue me even though I have great liability insurance and I would have never known. There are, there are estheticians who've been like, what in the world happened? They'll put a chemical peel on somebody and that patient forgot that they had their lip waxed or brow waxed. Oh God. And have like permanent, like, it's tricky because sometimes you just, they'll get like, it's called PIH, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Okay. It just burns them a little bit. It's a yeah. chemical burn. Is it permanent? Uh, uh, post-inflammatory uh, hyperpigmentation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, well. P, you, we call it PIH usually in hopes that post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation just means yeah, you had some hyperpigmentation from the inflammation from something that you did. Okay. Um, whether it's, you know, a little hiccup like that, you had a contraindication, or whether it was just like that, that skin is mad. Yeah. Which is fine. It ha- it happens all the time. It usually takes about six months to go away. If it doesn't mm. go away after about six months, it's usually not PIH. It's usually just someone got that. But there's always ways. There are always ways, my friends, to treat <laughs> hyperpigmentation from an injury. Okay. Sometimes scar That's tissue gets some pigment because you have... It's funny. Like, when you have an injury, let's say that you went hiking. Mm-hmm. I have seen this before, and I guessed it. I can I can see it now. Like a weird, like, like a, a mark, like a stick on their okay. face. I'm like, did you go hiking and, like, someone in front of you like pulled a tree branch and it <gasps> didn't tell you and smacked you in the face like something like that I've heard that story several times I've heard people Whoa. just have a, a weird line of hyperpigmentation it's just odd looking something yeah. hit them in the face so three things can happen you can either get some scar tissue you can have some hyperpigmentation because you have an injury and your skin can just do a bunch of things so those melanocytes might just get mad okay. and they just shoot up an umbrella of pigment and that's what that is mm-hmm. and then sometimes you can have some little blood vessels called telangiectasia those little spider veins on the face Yeah. sometimes that can happen it can be a combination of two or three of those things oh, wow. but just you can there's there's ways of sometimes it's that pigment is not forever you just do some microneedling some peels some laser treatments and it can just get it off and sometimes those melanocytes are turned on for life Ooh, and we can't turn shit. them off we don't know pigment whether it's sunspots or whether it's melasma are the two hardest things to treat because sometimes all of a sudden I'll t- I took something off the inside of someone's ear recently with the plaza pen and we just think it probably oh. is some pigment that came up from an injury. And it's never come back, but our sunspots have come back. Because that's what's so cool about Huh. Yeah. That's really cool. Pigment's amazing. By the way, yeah. little little biology fact for you, we all have the same number of melanocytes. Oh. Someone from like Nigeria, black as night, black hair, black eyes, has the same number of melanocytes as someone from Sweden with blonde hair, blue eyes, pale, pale, pale skin. Okay, what same is number. a melanocyte? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start from the beginning. So... <laughs> I mean, obviously I know, but I'm sure someone listening wants to know. <laughs> yes. Melanin. So melanin is pigment. Yes. Melano- pigment comes from melanocytes. Melanin okay. is pigment. So melanocytes from- like make the pigment? Yeah, so yeah, melanocytes make the pigment. They shoot up the pigment. So when okay. you see little, you know, f- you know, freckles like they have all over my arms, yeah. it's almost like little umbrellas. It's just a line of defense. Ah. And so, and it's, it's a little bit different than freckles. Okay. So, but it all comes from the same place. That's what's so tricky about the lady I talked to yesterday. Mm-hmm. She has a mixture of sunspots, and she has a mixture of melasma on her cheeks. She mm-hmm. wants them gone so badly, but she has just sunspots on her hands. I'm like, listen, I can't do like IPL as intense pulse lights, a laser treatment. It is used for rosé or BBL. Everyone will say why one's better than the other. I don't care if you use both I think they're both great yeah reps will tell you differently but who cares so do whatever you want to do so she can't do IPL because you don't want to do heat on melasma but here's the funny part 
They both come from the same place. They're both coming from melanocytes. They're just triggered by different things. One's triggered oh. by the sun. One's triggered by this hormonal. Oh. So, but people with melasma. So I just started getting, so I'm perimenopausal. I'm a little early at 45. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what in the world is this in my forearms? It is rare. Melasma on the forearms is rare. You usually see it sometimes on the shoulders, but a lot of times yeah. sides of the neck, sides of the cheeks, sometimes the forehead, sometimes the upper lip. Uh-huh. And it, you could live in a cave with no sun at all, but you just like... You have a death in the family, you get super stressed out, and all of a sudden it comes back. Whoa. Or you love hot yoga, and all of a sudden it just comes out, you know, when <laughs> because you love hot yoga. And it just, it, it so is. So don't do hot yoga in a cave after you lose a loved one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Horrible combination. <laughs> Got it. I have people that will like, um, <laughs> when people have those combination of stressful things, not only is it bad for something like melasma. Wait, let me, I'll finish this. Uh, this topic real quick okay. and then I'll go into things that cause you to age faster Ooh, be a nice yes. transition <laughs> so even though melasma and sunspots come from the same place you do have to treat them differently because you have so that's that's why like certain peels are really good um, just okay. topicals are good um, there are lasers that are okay mm -hmm. for like something like moxie and pico lasers are okay for melasma but here's the thing they're not turning off the, the melanocyte they're not like shutting that leaky faucet off a lot. That's why I do love, there's something called Cosmolon MD. I love that because it gives people the power to, patients the power to use some products at home. It has a really high hydroquinone. It's like 8% hydroquinone mask and a 6% hydroquinone you use at home. Okay. You should always rotate off hydroquinone three months on, three months off, because it technically is a carcinogen when used all the time. Oh, good to um, know. But when used, when you rotate it on and off, it's, it's amazing. So that's okay. what I recommend for melasma. Uh, if it's just sunspots, there's all sorts of stuff. You're not going to hurt it. You're just always pulling pulling it out. Yeah. I like IPL. I like BBL. I like all sorts of chemical peels. I love the perfect derma peel. I love using, um, there's all, there's other th stuff that can, can mute those mm -hmm. melanocytes, microneedling with certain things like bio-repeal or microneedling with, uh, I love this product from France called Alpha Bright. Mm -hmm. You can microneedle with it. It has no hydroquinone in it uh, or no TCA in it. And it just, uh, helps to kind of shut those faucets off a lot, a little bit. So permanently, no, Okay. Nothing's permanent. You okay. can never shut off those melanocytes permanently. Okay. But for melasma in particular, I, I prefer leaning towards hydroquinone and just a okay. lot of things. That, and always using as many products as you, as you can that have melanin inhibitors. Mm -hmm. PCA has a really good product called Pigment Bar. I love it. And people could have some kojic acid in it. It's a new way to wash your face. You can actually wash your face. You foam it up. You can put it on your face. You leave it on for two minutes and you can brush your teeth. Then you rinse it off. It's like okay. a cleanser that also has some melanin inhibitors. Ooh. So as many things as you can find in your arsenal, if, if pigment is your problem, as many products as you can use. People just think, oh, I should just use a retinol or tretinoin, mm -hmm. or I should just use this uh, hydroquinone, or I should use this. Uh, that Skin Medica has light hair. It doesn't have any hydroquinone in it. It's not yeah. my favorite, to be honest with you, but some people okay. love it. It's just using as many products as you can that just treat that, because the best way to treat pigment, honestly, is at home. And of course, the number one thing ever, do you know what it is? Consistency. SPF. Yes. <laughs> yes, I got again. It, I got it, I got it. Actually, those, I mean, technically, yes, and consistency with SPF. Um, and I'll say one more thing about all this. Do you know the difference between, there's two kinds of SPF. Do you know the difference between broad spectrum SPF and mineral SPF? One kills turtles. <laughs> <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> I'm not asking you no any more questions. <laughs> <laughs> I want your listeners to still think that you are a brilliant, intelligent woman, because you are. <laughs> no more questions. Um, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> Totally Mandy. kidding. I don't know. I love you. Um, don't ask me any of your questions, please. 
would be like, I don't know. Um, We're both very smart. Can I use 60 volume on my hair? It'd be great to go oh my God, black no. from blonde. <laughs> um, so this should, more people should, this should be at every CVS, every Walgreens, every Ulta, every Sephora, every place that you buy sunscreen, every med spa or spa that you walk into, it should tell people the difference and why they should know. So broad spectrum sunscreens absorbs the sun's rays. Okay. Um, they're also easier to rub into your skin. That's why they're popular. They're also cheaper. That's why a lot of people go to them. But if you're in direct sunlight after two, about two hours, the reason mm -hmm. they say reapply is not just to get you to go through the product faster to buy more. Uh -huh. It's because it literally turns off. It fill, That molecule fill, fills up and spills over into your skin, just like if you kept pouring you know, wine into, why am I using wine? <laughs> wine into a wine glass and keep pouring, it's going to spill over. Uh -huh. That is what the sun, the UV rays will do to your skin. Oh, sure. And 70 to 80% of aging is from the sun. So yeah. the best sunscreen you can ever wear is a mineral sunscreen. And I hear this all the time. People are like, I've tried five different mineral sunscreens. It's also called physical sunscreen. Those two words are interchangeable. Okay. When you, if you don't know, and I will, it's funny because some sunscreens, you have to have just whoever the sales rep is tell you, oh, that's mineral or physical. It just doesn't say it on it. Yeah. But if you ever, this is how you know. You turn it around and it says zinc or titanium dioxide on the back is the first ingredient or is the active ingredient. Yeah. That is how you know it is a mineral slash physical sunscreen. It is the last line of defense. So why it's great is that those minerals reflect the sun's rays. It's also why it sits more on the top of your skin, doesn't rub in as well. Yeah. It's just finding one that works for you. I'm not even going to list one that I like because one that I'll wear is great for me in the summer and I don't like it in the winter. Right. And then I'll change my mind. There are always different ones coming out. So that is the best thing you can do. And if okay. you on your face, neck, and decollete in the back of your hands, if you could do 50, it'd be great. Every day. Every single day. Even when it's cloudy out. Even when it's cloudy and rainy. I wear sunscreen when it's cloudy and raining yeah. and I'm in my house. Yeah. And when people at people think I do so many treatments to myself and I'm like, y'all, I've been just wearing sunscreen. So remember, I, I used to live in LA, and I would I would go to tanning beds. I stopped going to tanning beds. Like I, I just couldn't. I'm so pale. Yeah. And I just stopped. I stopped trying to live up to all these girls with these dark tans. I'm like, it's mm. not working for me. I tried the spray tan thing. I looked terrible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I just accepted that I have pale skin. And since about 25, so the past past 20 years, I've just been diligent about wearing sunscreen all the time. But I still deal with, you know tanning beds and laying out in the sun and baby oil from when I was, you know, a kid. Yeah. My daughter, she's five. She, when it's, I get on her dad all the time. I'm like, please put sunscreen on her. She's pale like me. Okay. So, That's um, important. because our, also our, <laughs> uh, the kids these days, like our O's, sure. Do they still need vitamin D? Sure. I'll sometimes leave it off her arms, but I'm getting it on her face and neck. Yeah. Um, where it's going to get more, especially cheekbones, nose, forehead. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll just do it there real quickly. And I always take some sunscreen that's powder. I have it in my hair right now, like on my part. Oh, that's I'm so, so smart. pale. Yeah. Um, walking my dog today, and I'll do it in that thinner hair, especially if you're hair in a ponytail, you should always mm -hmm. have that with it too. Now that that's is always mineral. Tip. Yeah, so it's a mineral sunscreen. So mineral sunscreens are always a little bit more expensive. But that's why. And you also, and people are going to kill me for saying this, you really don't need to reapply it. If you didn't swim it off, sweat it off, wipe it off, mm -hmm. as long as it's still on you, you're fine. So if I was at the beach, I'd reapply it. Yeah. But you're never going to catch me at the day. beach. I don't like the beach. Yeah. Same. <laughs> and that's, that's, people are doing this. Well, I know that people relax by the beach. I know people who crave it. And yeah. also that vitamin D, yes, is great for you. Yeah. But like, again, when I took my dog for a walk today. I had sunscreen all over my shoulders. I did leave it off this part of my arms because I know that vitamin D is so important to you. Yes. By the way, you, you absorb vitamin D more from the sun on pulse points. Oh. So, I mean, you actually ever want to go spread eagle to the sun in your backyard? You should <laughs> go for it. <laughs> turn, like when I drive, I'll turn my arms over because these are all pulse points by your wrist right here. That's so all interesting. Pulse point. You want to put your arms back, pulse points underneath there. Yeah, all of it. You absorb wow. more vitamin D. 
Okay. I'm here for useless information. This is, it's not useless at <laughs> all. Like, you're just such a wealth of knowledge. Thank My you. gosh. All right. Pulse points out, bitches. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. But you know how Bob Marley died, right? Mm, I forgot what no. kind of skin cancer, but it was, it was either in his toenail or on his toe. Oh, so, I have heard that before. Yes. Yeah, so, so friends, when you guys go to the dermatologist, which everyone should get those mole checks, I'm even bad about it. I think I'm yeah. like... I don't think I'm like two and a half years out. It's terrible. Like estheticians, I'm, I'm like, like we just think that we can diagnose ourselves and we can't. We need somebody to look at our back. Yeah. Um, but also little things that we think is a sunspot. We're just used to it. So y'all should get that checked once a year. And a good dermatologist should spread your butt cheeks, should look between your. And I, a lot of dermatologists don't spread uh, inside your lady bits. Uh huh. I don't know how. how, how... <laughs> Medical should I get on this podcast? You can get medical <laughs> okay. or as uh, crass as you want. Because you could have a sunspot like on your labia. You like you never know. Yeah, you never know. But that is actually your OBGYN's job is yes. to look at that. That actually is part of their job. Most dermatologists won't go there unless you ask them. That's fair. So. But in the same way that like a dentist should be screening you for oral cancer, yes, your hairdresser should be checking your scalp for hundred percent. Yeah, it's just like and you, but you're, you uh, don't see that stuff on your own. But I will say the only place that. Um, the, the, the only place that a dermatologist usually doesn't look is between your legs. Yeah. But they should spread your butt cheeks. Yeah. But they should look at your fingernails. Don't go with nail polish on, y'all. Um, uh, no nail polish. They need to look at your nails, too. Okay. Um, that's part of their job. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they should look in your hair a little bit, but you should also mm-hmm. check. That is, I didn't even think about hairstylists. Oh, yeah. I've had multiple times where I've seen things on people's scalps. Yeah. Or I'll see something, I'll notice it, and then I'll keep an eye on it. And if it grows quickly or it's getting irregular borders, I'm like, you need to go have this checked out. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, most of the time it's benign, but sometimes it's not. And it's like, yep. I wouldn't have seen that on my scalp. So yep. this is just how it goes. Yep. But yeah. I want to say something else about dermatologists. Let's go. I hear this a lot and I love dermatologists and I wanted to go. I thought I was going to be a dermatologist until I realized most of what they did is what we just said. They diagnose, they prescribe, they, it drives me crazy how often they're just like, oh, here's some Accutane. Here's this. And it yeah. just, there's some amazing dermatologists out there. And some of, the t- some of the things that patients have told me has made my skin crawl of people saying like, what about this um, skin tag? Or what about this cheery and geoma? They're like, oh, that's not life-threatening. And I get it that their job is to save your life. Yes. <laughs> that's fine. But so many dermatologists, it's like, oh, don't worry about that. That sebaceous hyperplasia, that seborrheic keratosis. Like, oh, don't, don't worry about that. It's not life-threatening. Like, yeah, it bothers me though. Can yeah. I remove it? And they should actually, every dermatologist should just have those machines. Some do, some don't. Sometimes it's just nitrous and they just freeze it off. Yeah. But that's, I get so many people coming to me like, oh my gosh, you can take off those veins. You can take off those cherry angiomas. You can take off those cholesterol deposits around the eye. Yes, you can. Are the cholesterol deposits around the eye those little white dots? Yes, you I can get just, rid of those. Yeah, so on my Instagram, if you look closely, if you zoom in on the last uh, plasma fibroblast I just did for the eye, uh-huh. I put numbers on it, like one, two, three, one says, oh, plasma fibroblast could lift the lids, build collagen elastin. And underneath, yeah. if you notice, it looks like what I did on your face with the cat scratches. Yeah. So that's how you take off a skin lesion. So it just, that poor girl, she said her eye, that those wounds just weeped oh, <laughs> for days. Oh, I bet. But she had a ton of them. She had lived with them, she said, for about 20 years. She just got wow. used to them. And when I first met her... That's actually not the first thing she talked about. And I'm staring oh. at those. And that's re- By the way, that's, that's really hard for my... Uh, when people come to me, they'll be like, I just want to do some XYZ skin rejuvenation or this, this bo- these lines bother me or this bothers me. And I'm staring at like 10 really bright raised cherry angiomas. Yeah. But if they don't say anything about it, it's hard for me to do it. So usually how I gently let someone know. Some people have just been told there's nothing you can do about it. Don't even know I do it. Right. So that communication sometimes with the patient is hard because you don't want them to think that, oh my gosh, does this person think that this doesn't look good? Right. It's like, no, I just want them to know that there's options. I'll be microneedling someone's neck and be like, hey, if you ever want me to take off that little skin tag, let me know. We'll do it next time. Like, oh, you can do that. And yeah. every time. 
So, but I'm never, when I walk up to people, people think when they find out what I do, they're like, oh my gosh, are you just picking apart my face? I'm like, no, unless it's like some huge skin tech, like yeah. hanging over in your You're eye. Like, I'm off the clock. Yeah. I'm not picking apart anything. No. <laughs> not at all. I'm That's sure you get that people, when the people hear what you do, they're like, oh, don't look at my hair. Oh man. I, <laughs> yep. I'm from a big medical family and I learned very quickly at family reunions not to ask them any medical questions. It drives yeah, them crazy. Of course. Everyone will come up and like, like oh, my me. elbow hurts. Is this arthritis or is this cancer? Yeah. You're they're like, Cancer, go away. Yeah, go away. <laughs> it's definitely cancer. Yeah. Back um, to the caviar bar. Yep. <laughs> that would be amazing, says the vegan, right? Okay. <laughs> My family would love it. Yeah. I, thought, I don't know. I thought you were a vegetarian. So, I, so I'm, a, I'm a realistic vegan. Okay. So when I am out and about, and so that, that usually makes, I'm not one of those vegans that, that goes to, you know, a steakhouse uh-huh. with a bunch of friends. It's like, is this mushroom cooked on the same yeah. oven as the steak? I will never be that girl. That's good. Or when it comes to the bread that's there, like if it has a little butter on it, I'm going to yeah. eat it. Yeah. I heard Jared Lito say a lot, he's pretty hardcore vegan, but he's, he embodied how I feel. Um, yeah. <laughs> he embodies how I feel about it the most. He goes, if I'm at someone's house and their grandmother makes, made a cookie. I know that there's eggs and butter and milk yeah. in it. I'm going to eat it. Fuck. Yes. He's like, I wouldn't eat it if it had bacon in it. Okay. He's like, that's fair. You know, but even though the dairy industry is worse than the other industry, well, we're not going to go there. We're here talking about skincare Hold and anti-aging. On. Can we go there real quick? <laughs> sure. I, uh, oh yeah, you told me that you do this. I keep hitting the microphone. Oh, that I meander in these conversations. Yes, yeah. Let's go. The other day I got a coffee that said cow milk on it and it was just a regular latte. So it's like, it was just a latte. Where and instead of, where do you think? Okay. But like to write cow milk and it's like, that is milk. Like that's a regular latte. It doesn't need an extra word added to it. I could understand writing oat. I could understand writing soy. I could understand writing macadamia. I could understand writing any milk alternative, but cow milk felt so cunty. It did. Like, just so you know, this came from this yeah. animal. Yeah. Whose like, baby fuck. was stolen. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. they're surprised I didn't write that. See, I'm not that kind of vegan. <laughs> Even though all that shit's true. <laughs> uh, and we know. I know. Oh, I know. And I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, but that, it, it, but I wonder if it's just, if it says, if they were writing milk, if people were saying, well, which milk? It could, it could be innocent. The one that comes standard be, in it, every coffee drink for the last one million years. Use, and yeah, because it's standard just to say soy or oat or yeah, like whatever. if you because you're pay, you're probably paying extra for those, so it makes sense to be like, oh, isn't that crazy to pay extra for that? Yes, you would think I want that extra for no suffering. Yes, that's fine though. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. <laughs> you're like abort this conversation. Oh, do you want to talk about abortion? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Conversation. Let's go. I had a, this conversation at a funeral recently. That, that be- <laughs> I'm really fun at funerals. Um, <laughs> Did you sit on a piano and sing? I should have. <laughs> Your friend is dead. <laughs> at last. <laughs> Everyone's like, sweet. Let's read the will. What am I getting? Um, so <laughs> what were you saying? Abortion. Abortion. <laughs> at funerals. Um, so I said to a sibling, I, no, no, my cousin, I said, you know, you can be pro 
choice and anti-abortion and like their mind like you just it was going yeah. crazy because they want you to be one or the other yeah i was like i i hope that i'm never put in the position where to have an abortion never had an abortion i hope i'm never put in that position have to make that decision of but of course i'm not like no 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 woman has ever gotten an abortion has been like <laughs> pro-abortion and just like you know yeah. have you ever tried this it's this is so awesome fun. guys um, no uh, nobody not one not one woman ever of course uh the last time i saw you mandy you had to give me the disclaimer of like is there any chance you're pregnant and I I said to Mandy if I am it won't be for long so just carry on with my face <laughs> oh well that was like a few weeks ago yeah <laughs> I was like oh my god she's so honest this is why she has a podcast that's right that's right oh, you're perfect for this I think I said that you're perfect to have a podcast <laughs> I have to ask I have to ask that question to everybody and everyone says the same thing and well I should say like 95 percent I'm sure I've asked that question to somebody who's you know, always wanted a baby or tried IVF. And I know have people mm-hmm. that, that sometimes I, I, I find out, well, we're trying right now. I'm in the middle of IVF. I'm like, I can't treat you. Yeah. I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. Um, it's technically not a contraindication, but I just won't do it. I won't stress the body out and really have yeah, the body release a bunch of cortisol. Yes. If you're trying to get pregnant and do all these other things, why would you stress the body out with anything? You that should just be doing, med- you should be meditating every single day yes. and going for walks and just, yes, yes, being in a good, putting your body, mind, and heart in a good place. Mm-hmm. But I have to ask every, but most, I'd say 95 to 99% of people I ask that I say, are you pregnant or breastfeeding? They laugh. They're like, God, I hope not. Because yeah. everybody, most people I work on are over 42. Yeah. Um, like, but but I have to ask. There. I have to ask men that too. Oh yeah, I legally have trans. to ask. Yep. Yeah. And so you just you never know these days. And yeah. so I'll have men just laugh at me. I'm like, I don't laugh back. I'm like, I don't yeah. know if you were born a man. Right. They're like, you I guess you don't. Stigmatize that question. It's yes, just like you should. Not even a big deal. No. The answer is yes or no. Keep it moving. It took me a minute to remember to say that. I'm sure. And yeah. so men, will, but, but you know, men, born men, were yeah. just like, would be like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, I. Are you pregnant, sir? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, is that a yes or a no? No, I'm not pregnant. Are you breastfeeding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you trying to get pregnant? No. <laughs> like, like it says it all right here. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> now I can peel you. <laughs> I, I agree with you. But I think, I think even just that conversation in the treatment room mm-hmm. helps people. Yeah, I would totally agree. Yeah. Um, so, anti-aging. Anti-aging. The word yeah. I hate doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mandy, I have a list of questions that have been submitted. Okay. Do you want to do like a fire round? Let's do it. Okay. Because there's something else I want to tell you, but I bet it's going to come up. Oh, okay. 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 That sounds good to me. Okay, y'all. So here's the deal. The next part of this interview gets super deep and super awesome and super filled with information but it's long. And so I made the executive decision to break this episode up into two parts. So I really hope that you enjoyed part one. I definitely did and got a lot out of it. And we have so much more information coming from Mandy in part two, like I said. So hang tight. Part two, we will post, I'm going to be honest, next Monday or earlier. That's my commitment to you. We may do it earlier as a treat. It just kind of depends. So as always, we hope you enjoy this episode. Stay tuned for part two. Follow us on social media. Check out Mandy at Hey Butterfly. I'll link all of her stuff in the show notes. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you.